this is part two of a two-part series on entrepreneurship. Hello, my name is Rashawn Hopte, and I'm the Program Officer for Economic Empowerment at Switchboard. Today, I will be talking to Khalid Ahmadzai from Canopy Northwest, Arkansas. And he is the Director of Economic Advancement. Uh, today, we're talking about an entrepreneurship program that his agency started um, to help refugee clients and immigrants start small businesses. So Khalid, welcome to the show. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, so you use the micro lending, um, you use the micro lending model for your program. Can you tell us a little bit about micro lending? Yeah. Uh, so, um, thank you. Thank you for having me again. Um, the micro lending, uh, when we originally, um, at Canopy, when we were thinking about bringing this program, so like where, where we can find funding to, because the idea could be a great idea, but if there's no money uh, to help um, help us move that idea to a reality, then what's the point? Um, and when we were talking to our uh, organize the our uh, alliance, the built from with an alliance uh, partners, that there was like um, you need to because they are a CDFI, and when they mentioned CDFI, they just didn't even like. Like to me, that was a new word, like CDFI. I have to go find out what CDFI stands for. What and does then, it stand uh, for? What does it stand yeah. for? <laughs> it stands for Community Development Financial Institution. Uh, so it's uh, it's offering tailored sources for for small businesses, and and it's very community based. Um, so that's something that I didn't know about, and um, for for a lot of refugees and uh, immigrants in general, I think uh, getting a loan from a bank. Uh, such a short period of time is really difficult. And so uh, they mentioned, it's like, uh, check uh, if you have any CDFIs in the community. And I did reach out to a couple of CDFIs. And uh, at that time, really, to be honest, the CDFI have never heard of any immigrants starting a business here. So for them, we were a surprise. And for us, they were a surprise. Uh, but I reached out to them and said um, uh, that we are helping these entrepreneurs. And if um, we could have a little talk about how we could uh, partner to help our refugee clients start their businesses uh, with uh, as, as far as uh, seed money or funding um, a loan and they said well let, let us get back with you um, and they got back and said well let's let's meet and discuss and it was during COVID and I met with uh, one of our community partner uh, Forge Community Loan Fund and we talked on, on, uh, talked on Zoom, and it was one of the best conversations I had. And the gentleman was uh, the new executive director for Forge. Um, he said, um, if there's any tape that would blocking uh, immigrants and refugees to, to get a loan, I'll remove that. And I have the power to do that. So it's like, awesome. um, um, so we just really, uh, it, it was part of the, coalition of like, we, we are trying to figure out who this the CDFI is. And I went to the, uh, their website and uh, as I was looking, I noticed that one of the board members were also a partner with uh, Credit Counseling of uh, Arkansas, which is one of our um, friends uh, with Canopy. Uh, I, I contacted her and I said, well, uh, can you set up a meeting with Forge? Uh, and she did, and she was part of the conversation as well. Uh, so that's, how we reached out to forge um, uh, the local CDFI. And I say local, but we had to drive 45 minutes to our 
40 minutes to um, out in the in the Ozark Mountain, beautiful area. And we went to their office. And um, so a lot of these businesses that the first cohort started, uh, there was three businesses I mentioned in the previous episode. Uh, and two of them were small enough that they either had savings uh, or it was home-based and they didn't need a lot of money to start. Um, the, the seed money or the starting was just uh, something that they could afford it themselves. But for a business like uh, auto repair and auto um, store, uh, that was a little bit, they need more money. And um, what, what Forge does, uh, or CD5s in general, they, uh, it's a character loan based. Uh, what that means is the uh, folks who are coming, um, if they do not have a credit score, um, then there's other aspects that are playing a part and, and giving a loan. And for, for CDFI, uh, for this local CDFI, training through Canopy was, uh, was something that was giving them, a, um, they may not have a good credit score or they haven't built the credit score, but just going through the training is helping them understand um, that, okay, this is a trustworthy uh, customer uh, that they could, they could uh, they're able to invest or, or give money to as a loan. And I also asked them to come and speak to a class uh, and get to know the, the, the entrepreneurs themselves. Like there's one thing that it's, if it's the loan officers behind the computer and putting the numbers, but there's one thing that if you are, if they're in the same room and they look eye to eye with an entrepreneur and see and, and ask them, what is, what is your hopes and dreams? And they have this, they put, lay down this beautiful plan and then in this case, that's when the, the, the entrepreneurs are coming, uh, the CDFIs are coming to help. So it's, it's really um, a wonderful uh, partnership. And I, and I, and I hope that um, in each community that they, they folks are starting this, that they would look into uh, building some good relationship with the local CDFIs, because that's, that's where the, um, the, a lot of the, money, which is an important element in this business is coming. So, um, so we have the inter, I guess I'll, I'll stop there um, with um, the micro lending that's CDFI, but also we uh, talked, uh, it's a separate entity, um, the Kiva fund, which um, it's very um, common outside the US and the US it's, it's not really, uh, hasn't been that popular um, and Kiva is uh, something that uh, they, we have a chapter in Northwest Arkansas and what they do is uh, entrepreneurs can start a business and they, there's a um, partner in the community that matches that, that what they raise. Mm -hmm. So it's done really quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so we, we partnered with them with a the startup junkie, which is one of the entities here. And they are a, chap a local chapter of uh, Kiva uh, for Northwest Arkansas. And we haven't got a loan from them yet, but our uh, next cohort is definitely something that um, they would get a small loan. But again, Kiva is very much, much smaller. For a startup, I think it's up to 4,000 uh, max, but for, for an established business, it's, it can go a little bit higher. Uh, but those numbers might differ from different cities. Uh, but, um, so, so, so those are does, the, pro does the program assume the loan or does the entrepreneur assume the loan? 
Uh, sorry, can you repeat that again? Who assumes the loan? Is it the, does the program assume the loan for the it's, it's the entrepreneur himself. Okay. Uh, so we help them uh, understand the, the terms and condition um, of, of loans and uh, that they are completely and well aware of all the, all the things that goes in, into a loan. Uh, there, uh, that's why two chapters in, in uh, the 12-week training is dedicated to financing and just making sure. And uh, the, the local CD files, they also have some criteria that they, um, they, when they meet with them, that their business plans are really made. Um, the, the, the 12-week training is, that's where the, a solid foundation for the business plan is created. And then they take that to the CDFI. And um, sometimes um, with, with our um, entrepreneurs, uh, who are in, that one particular entrepreneur who applied for, uh, he just took the business plan, it was ready. And they looked at it and it's like, yeah, you're approved. Uh, but let's, um, let's learn a little bit more about the, what, it, what it is, what loan is and um, all the terms and condition. And they spend a uh, significant time um, together, the entrepreneur and the, the CDFI. And then they were able to. So what, what we do, we are not a guarantor. But what we have is in case, um, and that's the partnership we have, in case the entrepreneur has uh, like miss a payment or there's some issues uh, that they alert us uh, that, okay, uh, there's some issue. And that's something that we, uh, in order to prevent something from happening, uh, I talked to Forge and said, let's, let's have this partnership that if something happens and uh, they miss a payment or there's some other issues that just let us know so that we could go and talk to the entrepreneur and, uh, and I can talk a little bit more about the, the business services we provide for this, for these businesses that they're not um, left after they finish the training. How many people on your staff support you or do you run the whole program and teach the classes? And uh, I started doing it myself. Um, okay. uh, I, uh, but, uh, but we are um, in a week, next week we will have a trainer uh, getting on board. So I'll have uh, someone who's going to teach and recruit um, folks for this class as well. And, and also that the one thing that is a little bit different in this program is that it's not only to, because mission of, uh, of Canopy is to work with refugees. Uh, but uh, this is a slightly uh, open the door for immigrants as well. So we are not only focused when it comes to this program. Uh, only focus on uh, refugees, but also bringing immigrants. They may have been here in the US for 15, 20 years, and they had the idea, but never had a chance to do it. So uh, we, um, we get a board approval to make sure uh, we, are, uh, we are able to bring in uh, folks from the immigrant community to work. Uh, but so it's so far, the first two sessions, um, it's been a little over a year. Um, I've done it myself. How do they get how do they get referred to you? Do you seek the, the participants out, or are they sent through employment services, or how, how do they how do they find out about your program? Um, so we do uh, online recruiting. Mm -hmm. um, so we we put it in our social media and say if you know any immigrant and refugee who are um, planning to start a business, and here's some criteria and go with it. Uh, but also um, we. Uh, a, a good marketing tool was like when 
Echa and um, one of the businesses had an interview with a local NPR station. Uh, we got some some calls on um, contact from some folks who who knew some immigrants in the community and said, well, they're interested uh, connect connecting with them and and also outreach um, through the ESL classes, uh, going to the uh, adult education classes to uh, pitch the idea. Uh, but also because of COVID, we were very strict with uh, making sure that there's not too many people in class. So we, we kept it a little bit like, we didn't want to advertise it too much. Um, so we kind of went particularly for this uh, group of people who were interested and we, they showed interest in the past, but we couldn't fit them in that previous uh, class. Uh, so we opened it up again for them to participate in the next class. But again, so it's it's uh, different tools, and hopefully once uh, and when we have COVID behind us, uh, that we could uh, we could open it a little bit more uh, to and advertise without fear of like um, gonna have too many people. What? And uh, so we have two cohorts a year. Mm -hmm. uh, but but if uh, with a new person coming in, we may be able to even add another cohort uh, as well to combine what what is the criteria to join the program and how do you assess them like do you assess them on literacy skills or language skill how do you um so the criteria is um they, they need to be immigrants or refugees and uh, because we we cannot go outside that that particular uh venue or group people group um and and there's plenty of other entrepreneurship um, training or options available for people who do not uh, fit that immigrant and refugee category. Um, and there's a lot of resources available in the community for them. Uh, but, but we are focused particularly on immigrants and refugees. So that's very clear in our, in our uh, approach. Uh, one of the criteria is, uh, the other criteria is um, that they need to have an idea uh, before they take the class. I sit with them, um, they fill up the application and I sit with them and, and discuss, like, uh, tell me a little bit about your idea, business. And it's very, it's not very interviewee uh, session. It's more of like, I wanna learn more about your idea. And so if somebody just fill up the application and they have no ideas, like I'm gonna take this class, it's really not gonna be an ideal um, situation. Uh, it's more like, okay, I have this idea, I want to start this. It may change during the course of class, um, but at least you need to come up with something. Um, and, and you can assess that as we, we go. Um, so that's one thing. There's, we also associated a small cost associated with the, with the class that it's not free. Um, we decided uh, uh, it's less than $100 here uh for for these folks and that that also shows their commitment uh to the class and so that's that's the one thing um that we we add we added as a um as part of the recruitment option uh, that they would pay some fee um the, uh, when it comes to english and uh, computer literacy um there's, we don't have a restrict any policy uh, because we are here to help those individuals um, with low level. So it's um, when they have that low level English uh, proficiency or 
um, or computer uh, knowledge. Uh, we are here for them. So uh, that's, that's right, fitting our mission. And so we, we help them, but once they get into the class, also that the curriculum is kind of tailor-made. Um, we made sure that uh, we don't use a lot of jargons uh, that is, um, um, and we, uh, we edited uh, the, the version that is that kind of fits our need. Uh, one of our partner organization in, in Alaska has also worked with refugee um, and had this program uh, with them. So I, I talked to them and, and got version that they have for, uh, for their immigrant community. And I got the full version that is, so I just kind of combined a fusion of those two that fits um, the criteria. But also it, it's, it's a small class, it's um, seven or eight individuals. Uh, and we make sure that we don't have any uh, jargons that uh, some students might understand and some may not. Uh, so we, we, I try to avoid all those uh, and just make it as simple as, as simple as possible with the, keeping the integrity of the structure. Uh, do you teach things like customer service or? Uh, yes, so, um, the, so there's four pillars for uh, starting a business. The first pillar is an uh, entrepreneur training. And this 12 week, we equip them with how to create a business plan. And this uh, business plan to also not also not only create it but also articulate that business plan. Uh, uh, the, the the what is what's the term they use the elevator elevator pitch elevator pitch uh huh yeah uh, to make sure that their business plan they're ready to to take that and and be able to sell their idea in, in a thirty second. For this program, we have uh, again we have tailor made material, high quality, low cost entrepreneurship training. But um, the first pillar is the, uh, the training, which is a uh, 12 weeks uh, that would equip the entrepreneur with all the tools uh, to create a solid foundation for uh, of their business uh, in, in a term of, in a form of a business plan. And that they also be able to, um, to articulate this business plan um, so I have, I have this idea that we, we may have a short tank in the future um, to, for them to be able to come in and participate in this uh, uh, competition setting. But, um, but it's very important that they, they do have a, they, they are able to articulate that business plan. Um, and the other chapter, the 12 weeks uh, that we um, cover, I, I think I mentioned it earlier, Entrepreneurship, uh, what is entrepreneurship? What it means for the community, what it means for um, uh, describe your ideas, just get the basics. And, and then um, the risks, the SWOT analysis, we do all that on the, on the first session. And then uh, planning for business success. Uh, so that's a, a chapter dedicated to uh, planning of the, like what is business plan? So just the executive summary to, um, to uh, from the executive summary to all the way to the end of um, I'm sorry I'm just need to go into um, what is uh, what do what do business why do business uh, succeed um, and then uh, price quality convenience services and then why do business fail we talk about those uh, but also with with some real uh, tangible uh, examples 
the business plan uh, that it needs to be um, simple, specific, and realistic to the organization to their uh, ideas. And so the um, business plan outline uh, what it the executive plan, the executive summary, the business uh, description, the industry analysis, the market the location, competition. So all those details, um, marketing plan, management and operation, um, in financial uh, projection and financial planning and all the attachments that would go with a business plan. So these are kind of the, the second week we discuss that, but then we go into detail about all those. Um, the market, what's your custom, customers and competitors um, that they need to do some research and find out um, their competition uh, and also the the basic things of, of their industry. Um, then we spend a week on marketing, making sure that um, that what it what it in twenty first century America uh, with all this online presence and um, just to to me to be able to uh, focus on the marketing and all the tools. Um, and then we spend a week on credit and financing. Uh, covering A to Z, I usually bring in a speaker from the credit counseling of Arkansas to talk about credit and, and about financing. And at that time, we do bring in somebody from the CDFI to come and talk about the financing of business. And we talk about all those other options that is available, uh, not necessarily uh, at this time for, for them, like if, if you're talking about a venture capitalist uh, uh, or, or other venues. And uh, so uh, we have... A management operation, uh, just making sure that it's very clear that the, uh, who's in charge when they start a business, that uh, even if it's a family business, that uh, not everybody's a business owner, uh, that to make a job description for each and everybody. Um, and when you want to get a loan, that it's not like, oh, somebody give me a loan, uh, give me a loan, so just, I'm just going to get it and I'll pay him. Just making sure that it's all written and and just uh, making sure that the friendship sometimes our relationship between families are not affected by by this business and the use of technology in business um the, the again the basics of uh, presence online and making sure the website is is there um and, and again we, we're going to help them uh, I'll, I'll talk about the third um, third pillar that we will uh, offer those um, assistance. Um, and then we bring in uh, alumni to come and speak about the, the uh, uh, so the first cohort, we didn't have an alumni. Um, we just brought in somebody from, uh, from outside community to talk, but uh, for the next, for the second cohort, we had a, two alumni who came in and spoke to the class and kind of experience the first, first time experience with the students. And then we talk about financial planning. I mentioned earlier, all those um, two weeks of uh, making sure that they know what cash flow is and uh, cash flow projection and um, the, the making a list of um, the startup cost and just to pay all attention to all the details and do not like um, underestimate or overestimate uh, about the certain things. And, and, and that's, we spend a good chunk of time on those two. And then um, the last one is uh, again, going back and say, are you ready to start a business? Doing from the A to Z 
of um, it's a really thick book. Uh, this is uh, for those who are listening; they might not be able to see, but it's a it's a thick huge. Book of, uh, <laughs> it's a big yeah. manual. <laughs> yeah, and and they um, and then there's a graduation which we kind of celebrate uh, their their accomplishments. Uh, so that's the training, and then the next pillar is the second pillar is the assistant and securing small business loan. Uh, that's where uh, we we make sure with a so solid business plan that they're able to get a loan uh, for from uh, uh, an entity, which at this uh, this case so far has been CDFI and hopefully Kiva was going to be our next uh, source as well. Uh, so assisting them, uh, connecting them with the resources. But again, we are. We are not the, the party in the middle. Uh, we are just connecting the dots and we're taking a step back. Uh, one creative thing we did was, or uh, in the process of doing is connecting. Uh, we, we give the CDFI a, a small uh, evergreen fund, which is uh, they're going to put it in whenever a small business apply for that. They would use that as a collateral. Uh, as part of the collateral. And, and then after a while, when this business is paying and doing everything uh, right, then they that is evergreen. That's moving to the next business. Uh, so we haven't we haven't got finalized that, but that's the process. And we are going in, in that path to have uh, in, the CDFI would, would have this evergreen fund that would help um, maybe some underwriting when it comes to collateral they would take that in consideration when they have this uh, uh, amount of money from, from Canopy. Um, so that's that's uh, uh, the second pillar. The third pillar is business services there where Canopy provide technical assistance. And this is very, to me, that was, uh, that was a crucial part of it to that just because they get the training and start their business, we don't wash our hands and walk away. Mm -hmm. uh, we are with them throughout the, uh, what's the English term that then in, Thick, thick, thick and thin. Yes. Thick and thin. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, we want to be with them uh, because uh, a lot of businesses, the first two years, uh, that's where they're going to fail or succeed. Uh, like that's the, the difficult years. And so what we do is we provide technical service during those two uh, at no cost to the entrepreneur. Uh, again, it's at certain hours, but we provide those services, um, whether it's bookkeeping, where it's um, making sure um, to have all the paperwork, uh, the attorney cost uh, of starting a, a CD, uh, uh, LLC, uh, whether it's related to website development, how to create a website, whether it's um, um, other technical assistant, what the book, uh, what the, um, what's the, uh, the software, uh, uh, QuickBook. Mm. like uh, assistance with QuickBook and just other things like if they need a computer for example um, we, 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 we try to provide some sort of assistance um, that they are able to uh, to get their businesses going and, and those businesses will those services will continue up to two years um, no cost to them and then after that there might be a minimal cost for them to to invest in um, and and hopefully, oh, our hope is that certain things that they would be able to learn and to do it themselves. Mm -hmm. 
So that's why we put that two-year deadline of um, hard deadline. Like you, you have to learn these things and, and, and because that, that'll be, you will save some cost if you do it yourself. Or if not, then you can outsource it to a third party. Oh, I think that's great. What did they say? Like 75% of new businesses fail within the first two years. Right. So it's great that you guys um, give them extra support after they have finished the program and areas that I think most small business owners need help with because it become overwhelming in the beginning when you start a business. That's correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it's really, I mean, close to my heart because I, I, I've seen the first time when, when they start a business, they're so overwhelmed mm -hmm. with all these, and these things that is like, I don't know what to do. And I'm just going to, uh, sometimes you feel like you, you have to just quit because there's too much. Mm -hmm. and that's when we come in and uh, assist them in that in those areas. Uh, and the fourth uh, pillar is the real estate, and we provide non-monetary assistance and and guidance on uh, to entrepreneurs and their uh, for, for for leasing and renting and and help them in that area and the location. Uh, like if you want to if you want to start a business that is this type look at the location and, and just because this place is cheap that's 50 minutes drive that may not work um let's let's look at some other options and 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 thus far um that's been really uh, we 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 have some community <clears throat> partners that they do uh volunteer their time to look at the lease and and um the realtors uh, that they they give their time and uh, energy to write the contract at no cost to them and which is a pretty significant help uh, for the entrepreneurs and so you you do have a you do have a student that completed the program that went on to open up a shop right yes yeah uh, can you tell us about that yeah echa mukandama echa came uh, from congo he was one of the first group of in 2017 who came to the U.S. and started working at the local um, uh, workshop some, somewhere, uh, local buses. And, and then he decided to start uh, uh, to, he really wanted to start his own business of car repair. And uh, so I met with him and uh, from day one, I kind of knew that he is determined to, to do it. Uh, so uh, we met and, and discussed this uh, idea, and then he participated in the class. He was engaged and um, just really spent a lot of time and energy to uh, and to focus on his business. And then he did start his uh, February first was when he signed a contract to start his uh, Moses Auto Repair uh, and Auto Sales uh, store. That's awesome! And, That's amazing! And, and, I last uh, month I took my car to get oil change and and brakes um, brakes uh, brake pads and he was there and um, I, I did follow the the instruction we talked about it how to make an appointment in advance I, I didn't use my my friendship to go your and, notoriety <laughs> yeah I, I called and he said well uh, Holland you can come anytime like no remember we we're gonna follow the well, and so he made an appointment and came and he's, he's just been doing wonderful, um, getting his, his business up and running. 
Yeah, he, he had a difficult time because he started the business the first week, the second week, he, he had a very bad car accident. And thankfully he was, uh, he, he didn't have a lot of injuries, but, um, but his left hand was really, um, he couldn't use his left hand for, for a while. And as a auto repair, uh, you use both hands. And so uh, we were, we were, um, I mean, first we were concerned about his health, but at the same time, it's like, how are you going to do this? Um, but it's like, uh, you know, for the thing, for days like this, I have, remember my business plan as auto repair and auto sales. Mm. So I'm focusing on auto sales and I don't need my hand um, uh, for that. And he's, uh, he really focused on, on selling car on, on wow. those uh-huh. time and able to pay all the bills. Uh, but last week we uh, sat and discussed about adding a third wing. Uh, to his business, uh, which would be um, uh, tow truck, mm. um, and, and we are kind of exploring. Maybe we use Kiva to to look into uh, buying a truck where he could use it as a tow truck and hire somebody to help him in, in that like transportation. Uh, but uh, Echa has just been um, he's such a such a beautiful soul. Uh, he came and, and spoke to the class. Uh, I asked him to come and speak at the graduation and he came in and he had three words and he said, use your mind, listen to your heart and then push yourself and you can do it. And I thought oh, like that, that's a sermon in the mount. Uh, like yeah. It just all combined together in, in that statement. And so uh, that's HS story of, of and somebody who was really dedicated to push and make sure that he has a, a business that is, um, and, and one of the beautiful things that he did, um, he said, uh, I want to go to the adult education uh, and offer them some basic of what you need to do about your car uh, at no cost. Um, I want to go and tell them you need to change your oil uh, uh, after this mileage. And you, if you want to check uh, the tire, do this. If you want to just the basic. Uh, and he is planning to do some for our refugee, our new arrivals. And you empowered uh, him. He's empowered yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, that's what I want to do. I want to, I want to uh, teach all our uh, refugee uh, families uh, what it means to have a car and how to maintain it. It's not only put the gas and drive and, and, and there's a little bit of maintenance that are involved. And if you don't pay attention, so he, uh, we are planning to get him to uh, have a workshop and talk about car, cars uh, with our, our refugee clients, uh, especially the new ones who are arriving and getting new cars. Uh, so that's his, his way of giving back. And it was not, not something that we put, he just came and said, well, I want to do this, but also uh, he want to offer like a summer uh, job for some of the uh, teenagers to come in and help him in the store and kind of put things together uh, 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 and he'll pay him so cash. if you if you have if you had a, a crystal ball where do you see this where do you see the program in five years um i'm a foodie person okay. i like food mm-hmm. and i would like to see that we have at least five restaurants that offer some um food from different parts of the world. Uh, and if this program could succeed that, uh, could accomplish that, I think that would be great for the community, um, uh, for the diversity. 
Um, but I also see the potential of immigrants uh, who are coming to the US with the potential that they have. Uh, this is just a tool for them uh, in their journey. And I think um, uh, I, I'm hoping and looking forward to seeing uh, more businesses of refugees uh, starting. And I think because of that, the in political, every four years, refugees and immigrants get a little bit of um, uh, scapegoat uh, for, it's just normal. And if we could change the narrative, um, if somebody would eat some food in Afghan restaurant, I don't think they, they, I don't think they would be able to say uh, anything um, like if somebody brings in about Afghanistan is known for something else I think they would also I hope that they would be able to say well also for their food or for their carpet or for their uh, so I think the businesses would change the narrative and I think politicians would also uh, be able to use that as not as a negative or like okay let's blame immigrants and refugees for things but let's Let's look at the beauty that they bring in, the color that they bring into the community, the food, the diversity. Um, uh, and, and diversity is not a bad thing. It's like, it's a positive thing. And let's, uh, let's see if, um, if you can change the narrative. And I, I think we are ready to, for that. And, mm -hmm. I, and I think like in five years, we'll be able to see some restaurants, some businesses uh, owned by refugees. Uh, but also giving back to the community as they have done in the past. And, and that would change the narrative, I'm hoping. So if somebody wanting to start a program similar to this um, at their agency, what is some advice that you would give them? Um, I think take your time to listen to the clients first, um, to, to assess the situation and talk to them and say, is that, what, what are the needs? And I think that's the first step would be to learn about your population that you're dealing with, uh, you're not dealing with, uh, not bad wording, uh, the population that you're working with uh, to, get a, uh, to get a feedback from the community and say if it's, a, if it's something that you could, you could help them. And then uh, look for partners in the community that instead of you creating the curriculum from zero, see uh, who else in the community offers um, entrepreneurship training and talk to them and see, well, can we, can we work together and, and use that curriculum? If it's an advanced curriculum, uh, just turn it into, make it uh, more uh, accessible to low uh, English literacy level. Uh, and then, um, I mean, the pillars are very training, um, loan, uh, talk to the CD, find the community, um, build some good relationship with them and, and see um, how the character loan base is, is formed. And then the business services, um, I mean, something you could, you could do as a, um, as a volunteer. We, we, have, we do have that and, and part of our, some of them is paid. Uh, we do some of the business services in-house. Um, the things that we can do, but those that are we are not able to do it in-house, we outsource it, we pay another um, entity, but also if there's uh, volunteers in the community, they don't get their, uh, their expertise, um, 
they, they, may, they may not know how to help with transportation because they don't have time or a car, but if they could give their time and energy to help with these businesses uh, or bookkeeping or website development or something else. Um, and also, um, so, so these would be ideal um, areas to look at. And, and I'll be more than happy to answer some of the questions if folks would be interested to learn. But, um, but also our partner, um, uh, we have to give credit for um, NDC Neighborhood Development Center in Minnesota, um, that they have been a crucial partner in this journey. And they have helped us um, kind of see the bigger picture, uh, but also going back to them and say, uh, what, how do you do this? And um, I took the class myself uh, before I start teaching the class. And it was just, um, so there's an entire onboarding process, but also I wanted to be a student in the class and see how that's, and I've just learned so much and kind of um, turn around and uh, shared some, um, everything I learned from, from that class with, uh, with the students. And so, um, my advice would be just uh, there's resources in the community, wherever you are, um, uh, tap on those resources and see um, who is on board. And, and I'm, I'm pretty sure there will be, uh, there will be um, those who would just jump in and very excited about ideas. And some of them would be a little bit reserved. It's like, oh, I don't know if, I, if this would be. Um, Did you go to think, the... Did you go to the SBA, the Small Business Administration, at all? We we haven't because um, the the like is it regarding the loans or the no 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 I'm just uh, a lot of a lot of the program um, and a lot of the pillars in the program that you described are things that are offered or yeah. by the SBA, but it seems like you just took those programs and tailored them to fit the needs of your of your clients. That, that's correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, yes, um, for for that, I mean that's part part of the partnership with the community. You mm -hmm. you take something. We we looked at the, all the resources in the community, and mm -hmm. then one thing we noticed that uh, we have we have the small loan um, options available. We have the business services in the community that are available, real estate, but the training um, that that the. the the partner that would really we could benefit from and our, our clients would benefit from was NDC because again, they have 25 or plus years of experience with low-income communities. Mm. Uh, and, and so that just really um, kind of brought us and our vision and mission and, and it's very similar. So we went and, and partnered with them to get their curriculum, but also to adapt it and adopt it to fit, fit our needs. And, uh, and I think that was the crucial part of um, this, this um, um, organization and how to bring this, uh, how we brought this together. I, I think one of the most important things you said um, in our conversations was that you take a list, you write a list of what all of their skills are. And, you know, typically I think we're quick to think what is an employable skill and what is not an employable skill. Sometimes, if they don't seem like employable skills, they could be business skills, right? And so that's what you have to keep in mind that um, refugees do come with skills. They have a lot of skills. 
you know, they're adults when they get here. So they have years and years of experience doing something. They earned a living some way, somehow. And I think you just found a way for them to harness it into a business. Yeah. It's a small business. Indeed. And for immigrants, uh, when, when those who applied for, uh, to participate in this program, I asked them to just give me, uh, send me their resumes. Uh, and they were kind of weird, like, why would I send you a resume? I'm applying for this uh, training. Um, it's like, I, I just wanted to learn a little bit more about you. And then uh, just over a cup of coffee or chai, we, we sit and discuss and kind of I, I get all those nuggets of what where uh, their past uh, could contribute in their uh, in their business venture in the future. That's amazing. Well, I've enjoyed our conversation. I hope the listeners enjoyed it as well. I hope they got some points um, to take away. Thank you so much, Khaled. I wish your program continued success and I'm going to check in with you and see how you guys are doing. Yeah, thank you so much. I uh, really you. appreciate uh, talking to you and thank you for allowing me to participate in this. <laughs>